Today's Laser Time is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash laser time and laser time listeners can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. Time, uh, nutritious, delicious too. I don't know what that's a reference to, but <laughs> this is the internet's fourth leading pop culture podcast. I'm Christopher Antista. Bort. Bort Elston. Magically delicious Henry Gilbert. <laughs> and and Davey Rudden. Diamond Dog Davey Rudden. Uh, holy crap. I, I don't know how to introduce this one or even what to call it. Uh, but basically it was inspired by what is upon us now. Ecto Cooler. Ah. So what I want to say about that is I uh, it was a very special part of my childhood, and I will not be reviewing this drink. You refuse. I refuse. I know, I know I'm some, not known for reviewing drinks. Some women have made drinks. it, and uh, that's not the way I remember it when I was a kid. <laughs> but Ecto Cooler... I know it was only men in the factory who made this stuff. <laughs> uh. I'll talk about it in a second, but I w- we wanted to look uh, at um, the longest-running cartoon endorsements. Like, cartoon uh. celebrity spokesmen. I, I try and not like, a mascot, not somebody who, like you know, kind of like a mascot. Cocoa Puffs guys, no, but like not ones a mascot like Kool Aid Man that's owned by the company. Sure, yeah, that yeah, yeah, made yeah. Up yeah. That people have licensed uh, and, and that that have existed for a really long time. Because yeah. you think about products you see on store sale, there's Avengers cereal, it'll be gone in a minute. Yeah, and even yeah. Ecto Cooler when it was around in '89, '90, like what was it around for I'll, a year? I'll, a I'll year? get there. I'll All get right, there. Fair enough. I'll get there. But because like there's a difference. You go to the store shelves right now, you're going to see Batman versus Superman fruit snacks. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, when the Star Wars uh, Angry Birds Capri Suns, but those will not be there in a year. Yeah. They're not meant bef- to. Four months before the release of Force Awakens, they had like the marketing blitz. They're like, we're going to market with everything, yeah. but that's fly by night stuff. It's like, yeah, you can get Wookiee Nescafe for yeah. for a few months, but that won't be there in 2018. I mean, yeah, yeah my Titan A SpaghettiOs are like, <laughs> I, I think they're a rarity now. <laughs> I do have Sonic 2, Sonic 2 specific my, macaroni and cheese. That's inbox. true. Inbox. I don't know when I'll ever get rid of it, but I, I what I, I tried to do, but I gave up on, I was trying to see, oh, what's the longest celebrity endorsement? What's the first? Fucking... What's the what's the most expensive baseball card? I think everybody knows Honus this. Wagner. Is, Honus Wagner is the first ce- celebrity athlete endorsement. Oh. Michael Jordan, I believe, is the longest running one, mm. and I think LeBron James just signed a record breaking contract. There, done. Yeah. <laughs> but just to get these out of the way, like you um, should watch the documentary Soul Man that's on Netflix, <laughs> which is about the guy who introduced basketball shoe endorsements. Yeah. He was the cutting edge of it. Who signed up Air Jordan that Nike uh, was and, completely against, and that when he went to Adidas, he almost got them LeBron but he was just like I want to offer you a hundred million dollars they won't sign off on it and we lost him to Nike but I was trying to find like Marvel we're all kind of Marvel geeky fanboys here but like those celebrity endorsements are just ephemeral as shit Mm -hmm. blink and you'll miss it Uh, I don't even remember what this was what I tried to find is something I wrote up a long time ago which was Spider-Man advertising the Sunday funnies Oh. And it's just weird because, of course, like in the '60s and '70s, Spider-Man sounded like an old man. <laughs> well, read the newspaper; it's got I'm Garfield and Dennis Domenish. Um, very good casting and old <laughs> Spider-Man stuff. And just the most bizarre one I could find. Like this would be would count if it existed. I've never seen a commercial for a comic book, but in 1996, it looks like Marvel tried. For this month, Spider-Man, Marvel Comics—it's mayhem for your mind. Just. 
What wow. the fuck Spider- is this? Specifically for Henry, Spider-Man 72. Yeah. Wow. He so narrates weird. the whole yeah. commercial. It's and that weird. Is, that is when uh, comics couldn't be colder and deader. Yeah, um, that is so... Well, I guess well in, Spider-Man comics, anyway. I guess in 96, they were ready to try anything to bring up the It was the Ben Riley costume for oh, what it's worth. That, that's the one where he fought uh, Spawn, right? <laughs> no. Well, no, Spawn had his own, co- his own comic by then. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember what 75 was. I mean, it's it doesn't matter. Uh, but basically, let me get through this. Uh, that <laughs> uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle doesn't count. And now, a medieval troubadour. I like the fruit, fruit flavor of tricks, tricks, tricks. I like the fruit, fruit flavor of tricks, tricks, tricks. I like the fruit, fruit flavor of tricks, tricks, tricks. The tricks is meant for kids. Yes, sir. Tricks are for you. So like I, I tricks are a cereal which are for meant kids to be. Yes, and so I, I think this this it doesn't predate the tricks rabbit, but Rocky and Bullwinkle aren't traditionally General Mills spokespeople. Mm-hmm. Their show would not exist without General Mills because that's oh, yes. who they pitch to. Well, they, and they, I Quaker Oats. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have Captain Crunch if Jay Ward True. didn't design Captain. True, and so like that—that's the only reason we have a Rocky and Bullwinkle because they signed a deal with General Mills before they ever hit the air to do these spots in between. So this so, doesn't really count either because they didn't do it for like much longer than the show uh, than the show was airing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, this—I uh, just want to get this out of the way. Ugh. <laughs> hey, hey, new Kellogg's okays. Note the improvement. They put a bear on a box, which improved it so much. They decided to improve the cereal too. Okay. It's uh, Kellogg's OK. There was their stab at Cheerios, so there was an O and a K, and it initially started with a fucking Scotsman. I eat your OKs, and then Hanna Bar- thoroughly average. Hanna Barbera came in and like just threw all the quick draw Magora and Huckleberry Hound on cornflakes and OKs. It was brief, but like I don't know if you were. I don't. I cannot imagine someone this old listening to this show. That's weird to think in the '60s, cereal had such a power over children. It did, but then the, the react the, the. That's the only reason you got TV animation. Yeah, because they the, wanted to market things to children. The, the re reaction to it would then be in the '70s, mm-hmm. like sugar became a bad word, and so all these things that had sugar in the title and it stayed that way definitely it. through the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is this is what inspired the whole thing, and I love this because you've never ever. As far as I can remember, I haven't seen it before or since, a teaser for a children's drink. This summer, coming to a supermarket near you, there's going to be a great new high sea flavor with an outrageous food taste. And what are we going to call it? Ecto Cooler. That's a horribly wow. CG Slimer in 1989. <laughs> uh, but I, I definitely remember that commercial. I was not allowed to have a lot of treaty cereals that were advertised on television or drinks, but High C was allowed. So That's strange. Like, you just pour that over your healthy cereal and get <laughs> the same level of sugar yeah. intake. Well, I think my parents were just as confused by the labeling vitamin C. And I mean, compared to a soda, it's not as bad. Not as bad. Yeah, it wasn't. We had no sodas in the house or sugared cereals. I loved Ecto Cooler so much, and this is probably why I sometimes sat alone at lunch. (laughs) When I finished my juice box, I would like tear it open, and he could like. Lick, lick it? the inside of it, what or just fuck? have like the smell in your face. It's like I, I know what you're talking. I remember I'd, I'd suck on the, I chew the straw because it still have ecto cooler yeah. flavoring in it. That flavor I would stand it. for. That's but weird. that what makes it insane is that uh, here's a little history of ecto cooler because a bunch of people are going crazy for it right now, trying to find it in stores. We tried just yesterday and couldn't find it at all. Not at our local Target. And it well, made me, you tried, and I was a uh, I had no choice but to <laughs> well, follow you. It just made me think like I haven't even seen the high C logo 
and fucking like it yeah. feels like a millennium. I don't go in that. I don't go in that section anymore. And since I, we were kids and cared about these drinks, like High Seas been purchased by Minute Maid. Minute Maid's been purchased by Coke. So they're all Coke products, and Coke's retiring all this horse shit anyway. But uh, uh, High Sea created uh, Ecto Cooler in 1989 basically to coincide with Ghostbusters 2 yeah. and I'd lo- I forget where he pointed that out like we were all way too young yeah. to be in on the original Ghostbusters yeah, like yeah. I was three I was or four two. when it came out so it might like, have been the first movie I saw in the theater I, I remember seeing it and I yeah. know I loved it but like the phenomenon was yeah, the yeah, marketing yeah, yeah. campaign for the yeah. 89 Ghostbusters yep. 2 that yep. was insane so so I see Reed took a citrus cooler flavor citrus cooler and just rebranded it and colored it green uh, and what's crazy about this is it started in 1989 and wasn't officially retired until 1997. Yeah. For the younger people out there, that is like if you went to the store right now and bought Johnny Bravo Kool-Aid or <laughs> Ben 10 or Fairly Odd Parents Coca-Cola. Yeah. Dexter's Laboratories, String Cheese. I was gonna the s- real Ghostbusters cartoon was over. That began in 86. Uh, there was no more Ghostbusters movies until hopefully this year. Yeah. If, was yeah. this like around the time of like extreme Ghostbusters at least? No. That was like 97. Not even that. Not even, yeah. not even then, and like, and that was, I think that was the weird thing. I, to me, I look at it and like, I think someone just forgot to stop paying Ghostbusters. I bet. I mean, the sales were still there, so sure. why mess with the thing? I, I think they, and then even when the when the branding left it, they still sold the flavor. For yeah, and a that's while. that's that made me discover the beauty of the internet. I know it was yeah. X Entertainment where they're trying oh to find God, Ecto Cooler, nice. and they end up finding like, it, well, basically this was always an existing high C flavor since like the 1960s, and it was just tangerine and orange. Now, and they rebranded it Ecto Cooler, and so like right after they, the Slimer gets off the box, there's like, it's called Screaming Orange Tangerine mm. with a green gloppy mouth what? that screams it, and it's the same flavor, and like people Columbia, just, I would sue them over that. It's just a mouth though, and people yeah. discovered that, and like would they're like, is this the same flavor? And like I think the first Luth to do it, it's rung up up at his grocery store in the grocery store it just says Ecto Cooler yeah. the UPC is the same yeah. It's just, this is what it is and it, it continued to exist in like di- like crazy citrus cooler and different names until I think 2007 wow, but as we know nostalgia's is at like never been at a you know, higher bounty I blame Surge for bringing back those colas like Surge I feel like was the first one to come back through Amazon and now drinks are back yeah. on the menu and I want it I and want it no. so bad like, reclaim my childhood at any cost now, anything my- to not live forward in time. I was like upset that every I've only seen a couple listings for Ecto Cooler and it's in can form. I'm like, no, no, that's not how I drink it. Yeah, I never wanted to. But, it's that but it did exist in a can. Like, remember, you could high C came in those giant fucking, fucking juicy yeah. juice. Well, the so, only time you use that one part of the can yes. opener is to punch Which, a fucking little. I don't triangle think those in exist your, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> in my in my childhood juice box wars, I was I was team Kool Aid. So I I was anti high C. My brother drank Ecto Cooler. I was not into. It. I was like, no way, man. Tropical Punch Kool-Aid, and I was so sad when the Kool-Aid juice boxes were discontinued, and they started having those, those slammered squirter, whatever. I, the only reason sucks. I was bummed, I drank a ton of Ecto Cooler, because that's all my parents would get me, mm-hmm. and I remember being bummed at summer camp, I wanted Squeeze-Its. Uh, and I'm like, we're not getting you fucking squeeze it. You don't drink blue beverages in our house. <laughs> I'm like, God, fucking Ecto Cooler. That's what they were, squeeze it. It's not squirt. <laughs> and the, fu- the funniest thing is that the, the, the flavor continued, but the green color was lost because oh, no. you, we don't even remember this. In the early 2000s, High C introduced, it's your no-stain juice. Ah. So to get rid of Juice's ability to stain your Pokemon white t-shirts, <laughs> uh, they changed it to yellow. Or your mom's oh. rug. Mm-hmm. My mom was not into me drinking... 
mixed at home tropical punch Kool-Aid because it was like the brightest red you could find. Like that's why people yeah. would dye their hair yes. with Kool-Aid because it was that strong of a coloring. I don't mm-hmm. like the color of my drink to be the same color that it is coming out. Mm. Got to <laughs> transfer. But it's fucking citrus. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Why sugarcoat this? Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Surely you know what Audible is right now. You clearly enjoy things coming in your earbuds or your headphones. Audible is the Internet's leading source for audiobooks, uh, radio shows, old-time radio dramas, spoken entertainment, as they say, with over 180,000 titles to choose from that you could then listen to on your iPhone, Android, iPad, desktop. Doesn't matter. Audible supports all of that stuff. Of course, Audible has books like Harry Potter, the Game of Thrones series, the Girl with the Blank 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 series from a Scandinavian country that I haven't read. But, obviously, the show was brought upon sort of by Ecto Cooler, so in the spirit of that, how about, look at this, ooh, look at that, Slimed, an oral history of Nickelodeon's Golden Age. I know we've talked about that book many a time here on Laser Time, and you can get it free just by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and starting with your free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook. Hey, that's not enough, I just found out, look at this, Dan Aykroyd's dad has a book called The History of Ghosts which is apparently about a a brief history of ghosts and the Aykroyd family ghost stories that inspired the movie Ghostbusters. That's two choices related to Ecto Cooler. God, I'm good. Or maybe that's just how many things are available to you on Audible. And remember, LazerTime listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial and a free audio book. Thank you, Audible. like laser time shows then you might like bonus time laser time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time here's a taste of what you've been missing I, i'm making a plea for a four-year-old what is the ghost-based entertainment i can show her i, th- I yeah. think she's still too young for ghostbusters i asked charlie he doesn't know how she got into that mm. like it doesn't really make that much sense oh, and maybe a ghost visited her oh god i don't even want to think about that day. <laughs> well, man, when she was drawing pictures for me and just like that's the monster and i'm like oh god this is great and she i'm like where does it live nowhere that's the scariest <laughs> answer you could have given me <laughs> and like as then a her, kid you're like i don't know and i'm like what turned into a monster the absence of god <laughs> <laughs> follow the buzzers well you know today she today <laughs> get bonus time laser times weekly full-length uncensored and ad-free patreon exclusive podcasts as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries wrestling and cartoon video commentaries physical rewards the first season of talking simpson and more at patreon.com slash laser time starting at just five bucks you'll help us live and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again Again, we're talking more about cartoon celebrity spokesmen that, that lasted way too long. Why don't I get into my personal life? Oh. Um, let me see if I can find this. Ladies and gentlemen, Citrus World takes you on a behind-the-scenes look at Donald Duck's citrus products. <laughs> so this is one of the most baffling yeah. ones to me. It's, I've got this in my sense. fridge right now. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. My corner store, I have a, there's a, it's a very expensive 
supermarket right around the corner from my apartment. And you that know I, the one you And about. I hate going there, but I have to sometimes because out of necessity. Yeah, it's, it's like close. It's open early, mm-hmm. and it's got everything. No, it happens to us all the time. We need I, bad produce. We go to the corner store. I, I, I like orange juice, but I hate paying like $6 for like a little bit more than a liter. So totally. the, their cheapest orange juice is, by a long shot, Donald Duck orange juice. Donald Duck orange juice. Yeah, and this is not a, just like a corner store, right? It's like a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a grocery store. Yeah, it's like... And there's more than one in the city, mm-hmm. and because we, we'd go there occasionally yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and we were there maybe just a month or so ago, and I remember walking through the aisle, and it's like, Donald Duck orange juice? <laughs> like, oh, and you, the, you and, just noticed it? Well, no, no, not mm-hmm. just noticed it, but like, it still exists, mm-hmm. and again, this is not a, it's not like a Albertsons or a Kroger or a Safeway, yeah. it's not that, and it's also not a dusty corner store. It's like a fancy San Francisco yeah. thing, and they fucking have the Donald Duck yeah. orange juice. Yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm positive just looking at it. It's terrible for you. It's not good. I orange never juice. drank it when I was a kid. I, I wanted I it. My parents, it. I think my parents did the research and like mm. this is not the best orange juice no. for you. This well, is mostly sugar. Well, we lived in lots Florida. of vitamin R. Yeah. <laughs> we lived in Florida. We banished the, home the pulp. of orange juice. We were, the, and that's when I moved out to California. We live in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, I'm from Florida. I had no idea how much the rest of the universe was paying for orange juice because mm-hmm. it is it is more expensive than beer and liquor yeah. here. Yeah, and like right. I cannot, it was it, it literally grew on trees where I grew up. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, yeah, when I back then I'm we shot, grow uh, apps on trees out here, Chris. What? When Sorry. I was 12, I so think long. I would have bought anything that had a cartoon yeah. character on well, it. But when I saw it, I was like, uh, well, the ones that, the thing that turned me off to it, I think, was that it was the from concentrate thing in a can that I just couldn't even <laughs> I, there was a lawsuit. what it was. Like, there was a lawsuit from Tropicana who sued Donald Duck uh, Orange Juice for saying they weren't from concentrate when they were yeah. because they were beating them in some markets. Oh, but, that was but, That's the most recent news I can find in this. I can't uh, figure out why this but exists. But you've seen that, like, frozen tube mm-hmm. of... I, of mm-hmm. Orange juice was just like, just put it in a thing and put water in. And we I did was that like, all the time. You know, disgusting. Donald Duck's response to Tropicana, you goddamn motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very big Well, here's, why, here's why I don't understand it. Roger Rabbit. And, uh, <laughs> Donald Duck is my, might be my favorite character of all time. Mm. I think he's great. Uh, I Every day I'd send death threats to the Disney company for not making more cartoons for the last 40 <laughs> years. Because fandom is all that. But, but like, Disney hated these kind of partnerships. There is no other product you can name right now. That has any character like Mickey's chocolate. It, it doesn't like it's temporary. He's a yeah. temporary spokesman for existing products. Remember, I have like Mickey or Disney faces were like in waffles or something. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. And they're always simple. Like I but like this Donald Duck thing has been going on for how 1940. many? 1940. Yeah. Wow. The 1940s. Whoa. It's just Donald Duck orange juice. It is, is the, the name of the product, product of Citrus World, which is now known as Florida's Natural. You, that, uh, it's a brand yes. people are more familiar with. But it, of course, it started like National Orange Consortium, <laughs> some super national allied biscuit kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, because they just signed a deal with. Disney that was like this lasts as long as we exist. Like, I, you I don't know it. because like I, I can't find much information on it other than what I know for a fact uh, from being a Disney nerd and having briefly worked with them. But I, I like this clip. This is there are very few Disney cartoons in the public domain. Of course, if you don't know that Disney is why public domain has been extended like four times, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that we and can all our entire yes, lives. that we can all own Mickey. But one of them is called Mickey Surprise Party, a cartoon that aired in 1939 at the World's Fair. Uh, and it pissed off Walt Disney a great deal. Uh, basically, Mickey, the, the cartoon's been re-released by Disney, but with new dialogue. Uh, but uh, it's the, the, the plot of the cartoon is Mickey's trying to plan... Uh, Minnie's trying to plan Mickey's surprise party. gets ruined by him and Pluto, and he shows up at the end to save the day. Oh, Mickey Nabisco! Wow. Lorna Doom! Sasha Teeth and Oreo! Yeah, 
my mother used to buy them all the time. So that's and his it cuts right to Milkbone with Pluto. Like it's the only Whoa. time that's ever happened in Disney. Hated it. There's a oh, giant man. box of Ritz crackers in the middle of the yeah. scene. Oh, it's everything I, from Nabisco. I, I never heard of that. That's crazy. But that's how he financed stuff like Small World, yeah. all through like World's Fair, Tomorrowland. I, I don't know. I, I love mean, that history of sponsorships Disney. in the parks. Totally, like, it's not totally. But of it. I, think, I know I've told this story a billion times. I was fortunate enough to work on the Ducktales game, mm-hmm. and I remember it's like, okay, we got some work to do. Hey, uh, Chris, would you like to write some dialogue? What? What? <laughs> yeah. So I start submitting dialogue, and of course, it's a Capcom game. So we're like. Let's have Scrooge say Shorukin and like all the like, Jill Sandwich and because like, Alan Young, R.I.P. He just died, the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Like, he let's, did voice for that game. Let's see, what we can and we're pitching stuff like, how can we have the most fun with it? Can Scrooge McDuck come with us to Comic Con and stand next to people to play the game? And Disney was like, Disney sent over these very yeah. thorough rules, and they're fucking great. And it was sort of like Scrooge can't pimp his game because he doesn't know he's in a game. Uh, and he also does... And he, he lives in Duckburg. So if you want Scrooge to appear at Comic-Con, you need to, one, pay for the costume, pay for a supporter, and you need to build a piece of Duckburg. Because Scrooge does not exist in your world. Uh. He, and he, he doesn't know he's in a game, and he doesn't know your games exist. So no, none wow. of that is okay. These are almost the same rules as that. Was it like an NRA duck or something on that one John Oliver? <laughs> the Eagle. Well, it, be? These yeah. rules were all for, formed over, yeah. over the period of a couple of years, but it was just really... Interesting. Say they say like for example, like they they'll show you a trailer for Frozen, but Elsa can't look at the camera and say, "Go see my movie Frozen," which DreamWorks characters do, yeah. uh, or buy this product. They don't. Know, they cannot leave their world, and they cannot look at you. They don't know you exist. I just think that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful no, code to I, live by. I love. I love that Disney. I mean, sells more junk than any company, but. I like that they at least have those kind of rules no, they, they for the reality mm-hmm. of their well, And also to keep their characters out of, like, crass behavior. A, lo- yeah. a long time ago, I wrote an article for Laser Time about um, product placement in animated cartoons, and that's allowed in theatrical films. There are very strict FCC rules about mm-hmm. characters hawking anything on television, and that's why you don't tune in to SpongeBob and he's not holding a product. It is, it is illegal yeah, for him so to like, do that. Pizza is great. Yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> but it also, like, it, nothing will horribly date your brand than having a... Yeah authentic corporate logo in yes. there somewhere and I found seven examples including Jesus that Alvin the Chipmunks and the Cheerios <laughs> Which is my favorite image and then when we would find out that the animators on it hated the Cheerios quite a lot and mocked it horribly in the Mighty Mouse episode <laughs> they made in protest of that yeah but th- th- this this product still exists they don't I, like to show you how it's changed like there was that uh, you could go to the Lake Wales Citrus headquarters and see that commercial of like Donald watching a movie about how oranges are made. That's the closest he could mm-hmm. be to like, I know I'm in an orange juice, but this yeah. is a great orange juice commercial. It's a little long, and again, this whole episode feels super self indulgent to me. <laughs> uh, but this is, I love this, I absolutely love this clip. <clears throat> May I introduce you to Donald Duck Orange Juice? It's just come west with a superbly refreshing flavor of oranges selectively blended. Donald Duck captures that flavor in your grocer's dairy case, among the fresh produce, and in the frozen juices section. All the quality and good taste that is Donald Who's Duck. Who's the spokesman? Drinks it? Quite delicious. So not Donald Duck. That was Clarence Ducky Nash in 1980. Whoa. Oh, my God. Appearing as a different character to promote Donald Duck orange juice. Wow. Wait, is... is- this an actual person in reality? This or is, is the cartoon? only person to voice Donald Duck from uh, the 1930s to 1983. He was close to death at that point. Yep. But wow. wow, that is that is smart marketing smart, by real the smart. company that nobody yeah. probably picked up on at the no. time. 
but it was just a cool thing. And, and also, in 1980, who got to see, unless you were Mel Blanc, you didn't get yeah. to see voice actors on television. Oh, yeah, I'll play one. I just wanted to get this out of the way. I just thought this was hilarious, because Disney characters before the, that era had totally hot stuff on television. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about DuckTales recently on another show, I forget, because there's a new DuckTales coming out, and we talked about the old DuckTales, Alan Young, who voices Scrooge, who has voiced him since the 1970s to like last year, died, and we don't have Scrooge mm-hmm. McDuck anymore. But why Donald wasn't included in DuckTales? And everybody's like, well, you can't understand him. Yeah. Those Carl Barks comics have him have like long soliloquies that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just... seems to speak in a very normal voice that everyone understands. When I would read yeah. those Carl Barks comics, I do not hear the Donald You can't hear him say that. Yeah. I hear every man. And voice. I thought this was hysterical. I was just trying to find an example of a Disney character hawking a product, and it's him marketing the Hudson. The co- that's a car. Mm. People in oh. like the 1950s. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was all very clear if you're a duck, but... <laughs> uh, making fun of it all the way man, back it's then. It's like I'm watching Scottish or something. Where I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like I can pit tell what this is, but that is great. Yeah. I actually like that. I didn't think. I thought it was just going to be that, and somebody made the mistake of like, yeah, Donald can just talk. People know what Donald says. Yeah, no, like Mel Blank being in commercials. Like this will have to be done in an article someday because I do love. I always end up finding Looney Tunes commercials, mm-hmm. and because of the nature of how much commercials pay, they always got Mel Blank back to do the voices yeah. when he was alive. Pre-1989. And I, what brought upon this whole concept was, one, Ecto Cooler, and two, that somebody had discovered and finally put up these regional cat food ads for uh, Nine Lives. They were where they were trying ah. out Sylvester as a character. Sylvester, one of my least favorite Looney Tunes. Nine Lives Dry Cat Food presents Sylvester. With a dumb dog in the way, it means risking my life to get my Nine Lives... Yes. Uh, Sylvester sounds 80 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, the right. idea that this cat is like... All those old cartoons are like, no, dogs will literally kill every cat that is within vision. <laughs> I was never the biggest Sylvester fan. I like, I actually kind of like his design. He is a clown. Yeah. But even between, he's just like, and I'm going to kill this bird. Like, all right, I, you want to kill the bird? The less he Got talks, it. the more I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, I find Tweety insufferable, but I also think that's because for some Both reason, insufferable. some reason during, when growing up in the South, uh, Tweety was adopted as the like official yeah. white trash overweight lady shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. hate Tweety. Um, is, is it Sylvester and Tweety in one of the cartoons that end up going up Beanstalk and then a giant castle? Yes. Fucking love that. Yeah. Cartoon. So was was Garfield also a cat food spokesman? He was. He was. He like I meant. I tried to find a clip of it. I didn't try yeah. very hard. But yeah, I, both of those just piss me off. But very temporary because those cats don't like cat food. Yes, they never eat. Cat Sylvester food. wants to eat a bird. No, and Sylvester want- wants to eat organic. That's really? what's ha- <laughs> but it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. But Garf- and Garfield wants Italian food, not fucking dry <laughs> well, bits of. Garfield uh, eats everything. Fish. I'm dyslexic, so I assume Garfield eats Mondays. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, Dave. Think back to your Garfield cartoons, though. If he was in front of a bowl of cat food, he does the shoveling motion and puts it in his face. <laughs> like he will eat it, but he'll eat other stuff too. It's not yeah. his favorite as cat food, but. But that someone made a segue. It was Dave into comic strip characters ah. who, for some reason, do oh. a lot more advertisements and have traditionally more affordable. Uh, I mean, Calvin's—he's uh, advertising all those Chevys and Fords. Well, yeah, that's—I <laughs> I, I went back to the documentary stripped uh, to look at that. Well, I'll get to that in a moment because this one's much more fun, I think, 
Elston for bringing it up when I asked if anybody had any suggestions. Beetle Bailey for Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> All that shit has happened. Like they've yeah. hocked everything. Like the only the only commercial I wanted to play was there was that stupid morning funny cereal that was just uh, I love multicolored that. happy faces and you oh, and it was all the losers of the yeah. comics, high and lowest, high and, who, which I can't believe how long it's existed. Yeah. But Andy Cap Hot Fries, ah, yeah, uh, yes. Andy yeah. Cap Hot Fries. This is a good example. This and the Donald Duck are drunk. <laughs> this look, these Andy Cap and Donald Duck are more what the episode I think is about. Yeah, which is like, how did this last so? This long? is still going on despite, in this case, of Andy Cap. You can go into a vending machine and likely find yeah. Andy Cap hot fries, yeah. but who the fuck is Andy Cap? Who the fuck is I'm Andy I'm 35 Cap? and barely know. <laughs> and and the, what's what's notable about Andy Cap is way inappropriate now to be on a Sunday funny page. Well, so I thought it was like the cutting, it was like the all in the family of comic strips yeah. of just like, this is so profane, this isn't nice little kids doing goofball jokes to each other and this isn't Mary Worth or whatever. Yeah. These are real life trashy people who get drunk and yeah. beat up their spouses. And Almost every comic strip like, takes place in a bar. He'll go home, see his wife, and you'll just see like a Tasmanian devil dust cloud <laughs> with fists and rolling pins coming they, uh, out of it. They fight each other, so it's not just the... <laughs> he is a wife beating drunk, but yes. I think... Why but am I on, defending Andy Cap? They're on equal terms. I don't remember yeah, anything redeemable or funny about Andy Cap. I never liked and like. I, but these hot fries. The only happiness I have with the hot fries is because they weren't. I don't even like see them that much. But all I, I associated them with the skating rink growing up. <laughs> oh in, wow! Growing up in the eighties because that was the only place. Oh shit! Andy Cap hot fries in a tab. Like I swear, <laughs> I swear, at Capcom at some point in one of the vending machines, I'm like. There's handicap hot fries. Yeah. Why? How does this exist? It's they, existed since 1971 and still does in do multiple flavors make around the world. Sense like for the handicap brand because Why? you're getting drunk and shit faced at a bar. <laughs> You'll buy, probably buy uh, a little bag of those and just like little Hasselhoff. On looking them. at how they're marketed overseas, they do call them like pub fries. Yeah. Well, handicap and, is a British creation, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, like yeah. sometimes this dialogue is kind of hard to understand. I did find. And this is like the greatest commercial ever and the most appropriate thing ever. And you'll never be able to understand it. The most appropriate handicap, visible commercial. I could not find a hot fries commercial. Okay. But this comes from Australia and has a lot of terminology you're not going to understand. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's a federal budget coming up soon to could put grog prices up. So fill your fridge now while grog's still cheap, eh? Tui's cans are me special this week. Two dozen free 70 mil Tui's cans for only seven seventy nine. It's wow. telling you, like booze taxes are going up. Boy, that stock fucking up. liberal Boy. new prime minister is messing with our pub fries. How <laughs> bizarre is that? Like Step he's up on your t- eight millimeters. <laughs> he's got a beer. The tariffs are about to go all wackadoo. He's got a beer <laughs> and a cigarette and a, a hat that covers his eyes. By the way, I know we have Australian listeners, and I apologize profusely right now. I, I have no idea what accent I was Please affected. Please don't throw your boomerangs at us. <laughs> well, it is weird to see a, I guess, a British person telling the Australians to buy that, get ready for that stuff. And I, I was referring to the, the concept of stripped. It's a great documentary because as important as comics and cartoons were to me, more accessible for me because mainly my parents and newspapers was comic strips. I was really into comic strips, like so into that stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I had my grandparents. God, just watching that strip documentary and like there is... People, young people ask. I think it's the guy who creates mutts. He's like, ask me for advice on how to get syndicated. And like, this, this is never going to happen. Like, I <laughs> got like in one late. Of the last people. Him and pearls before swine. Uh, yeah, I got, like, I got in late. In that, like, I remember my grandparents lived in their neighborhood with an with a morning and evening newspaper. <laughs> and I asked them, please save me the comic sections for your two daily newspapers every. And I just go over to their house and pour through the comic, the comic strips. And like, yeah, they're. 
the business the, the documentary is about how a the business is dead b where else you can find comic strips online mm-hmm. and and like one of the things i think one of the new guys takes advantage of, or uh, takes issue with is charles schultz oh. uh that charles schultz um the met life at Ah, yes, yes, that is a very long, uh, which is another very long relationship. <laughs> yeah, super bizarre too, because you're like, oh, the peanuts characters, mm-hmm. insurance, yeah, insurance. life insurance, and you're like, what you... the frick? Hello, Lionel. I see your blankets out for washing. I feel so insecure. Security is why over 45 million people <laughs> trust MetLife to insure their lives and health and help plan their retirement. Does MetLife give up blankets? No, but the world famous MetLife representative the very symbol of security in an uncertain world. You're right. I feel better already. Get mad. It pays. Have to know that uh, tagline. And then yeah. canonically, he no longer carried. Like, that but blanket. Snoopy in New York, like he appears in the MetLife building. Yeah, he appears yeah. in the Blimp. Uh, they've signed. Co- it's, this started in 1985. I was like, how old is MetLife? 1868. Jesus Christ! Whoa. Uh, so this is relatively recent in that company's history. But <laughs> slavery since- ended, and then MetLife opened up. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> the. <laughs> Every ad you've seen for MetLife has had the peanuts in it since oh, yeah. 1985. Uh, yeah. And then the issue, I think it's the Pearls Before Swine or Mutt guys. Like, I always thought it was inappropriate. Like, seeing your best friend, like, your, or your long-lost cousin, you hang out and you have mm-hmm. a great time for an entire weekend. You're fishing. You're riding a wagon down mountains. It's like, hey, man, it's great to see you. Yeah, it's great to be here, too. Did you know I also sell insurance? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> yeah, but, they, I, but conversely, like, uh, Charles Schultz's wife was like, you know, Sparky, as they call him, like, he... He loved the idea, mm-hmm. and for the first ten years of the sponsorship, he's like, "No, I want to draw everything." Wow. I, 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 he he handled all the work himself. I mean, he was totally into the commercialism of it. He yeah. was not against the peanuts making money. Not no. that he like didn't say no to some things. I think but... his output is rather baffling because he did the comic consistently for forty years. In every one of those early specials, he wrote everything. Yeah, yeah. But isn't he wrote it that, all. those seem to be more professional? I mean, in terms of voice acting than the actual cartoons. Like those are clear, concise like speeches. Whereas mm-hmm. like the cartoon, they talk like this, and it's obviously kids that's, reading a script. But that's the trademark. They even recast the kids over and over again yeah. to get oh, real really? children to, to get to, bad acting to get to get bad authentic uh, acting. And I think that that gives it its charm. Again, I love the Peanuts. I love the comics. I love the cartoons. I. We were just at our buddy's house, and their little four-year-old daughter has a Peanuts case. And, like, all of these things are too depressing and existential to truly be appreciated by as many places as I see it. Well, that's why it was shocking to see. I I think I did an article about weird foreign ads and that the uh, appearances by uh, famous characters in foreign ads and... Snoopy is huge yeah. in Japan. Oh, Not dude. less so human characters, but Snoopy yeah. and dogs. His, it, the dogs, all the dogs. Like you, we'll never find an Olaf toy yeah. in America, but he's <laughs> everywhere. He's everywhere. If you've ever seen one of our streams at YouTube.com/slash/LaserTimeNetwork, you can see me wearing my Japanese triple XL <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spike shirts because they somehow like yes. Spike the fucking dirt stash. I mean, they're yeah. cute, they're filthy, and cute. but he's like he's like the dirtier version of Snoopy. As a kid, he's I the did. hobo version of Snoopy. What, a, what they think of him. Americans as as a kid I had never I didn't know what insurance even was like yeah. why would a kid even think about that stuff but I perked up every time I was yeah. like it's a little peanuts cartoon or it's a little Snoopy cartoon I can finally watch it daddy like, if you die can you use MetLife <laughs> Snoopy will come to the funeral this is better oh, than the one with the whales in it <laughs> well son let me tell you about Etna <laughs> <laughs> their mascot is legitimacy <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Before I forget, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up one of the uh, best-selling toys of all time. Yum, yum, fun, that is cool and and its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Oh, you this ice fucking thing. No, you won't. Yum, yum, fun is what it's all about. So that's, that's, this is oh. more indicative of the... the, the Topic that we're talking they about. Still buy that shit today. It's yeah. still on sale. It's one of the been yeah. one of the best selling toys for almost forty years. And the there's worst. no there's mm-hmm. no reason for them to be peanuts themed. The yeah. snow cone machine. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, because there's nothing. That was another angle of the show. Was like how incongruous a lot of these. Yeah. Like Donald Duck and orange juice. What? How? Like handicap and hot fries. Oh, you maybe, were the first to ask. Like, yeah, the pub food <laughs> thing does make a connection. But this is like Snoopy snow cone machine. Is like mm. oh, like in that cartoon when he never did this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I guess it's also something that can still exist because, like, there's no easy digital workaround for yeah, it. Yeah. For making a snow cone. You and it's perfect for six-year-olds to feel like they make something. Yeah. Like hey, no snow, snow cone app, man. Snow cone machines, I still bet, can't be cheap. Just oh, I wanted this so bad. Are there? Is there another snow cone machine? Oh, no. I wouldn't fucking know. I yeah, just wanted this even, one. Uh, it looks like I a little house. Five years at retail, like, this thing was still there. Oh, it was yeah. there the day I got there, and it was there yeah. the day I left. I mean, I, snow cones suck. But, like, these snow cones yes. suck even worse. <laughs> I mean, shaved ice, yeah. It was, like, so as a kid, you're like, like can I just have ice cream? Yeah. For me, as a kid, it was, like, ice cream, frozen yogurt, uh, TCBY specifically, and then shaved ice. Like, fine. I guess I'll sell for this. That's even below, like, ice pops. I, no, I, I'd have an ice pop. I'd have a freaking Flintstone push pop. So, yeah. I don't know. Easy, buddy. Uh, okay. get ahead of me. Maybe it's uh, my Midwestern ring, but on baseball day, man, yes. you get a snow cone. Yes. I hated playing sports, but there was a guy with a van yeah. with flavored liquid and shaved ice, <laughs> yeah. and that was the only highlight for me. Yeah, it was like, I'd only eat them during, like, Little League games. Dude, he would pull or up playing the electric that. Disneyland electric light parade music. <laughs> That's pretty great. But I'd hear all the Doppler effect of it coming down. On the road, I'm getting goosebumps from my own nostalgia. As a grown-up, now I look, I look back on. I feel but now you bad have all for, this. I feel bad for making my mom do the snow cone machine for me because, like, when I was six or five, I was like, "This is hard, Bob." I'm legitimately getting mad at you. The longer we do this, realizing how you were not only spoiled enough to have everything I didn't, you made your mom use it for you. (laughs) She chose to do it. Mom, play with these Spider-Man toys. It's so late. (laughs) I'll just watch you do it. No, he doesn't Uh, jump that high. He's (laughs) Spider-Man. I. It was a great. Thing. Mom, read this card. Is he's only this strong? He can't as, throw the whole building. As a kid, I liked it in theory, but <laughs> I never wanted to. I, it was a thing that we never used uh, after the third time. Now, can I get? I'm, I want to move into the most baffling celebrity cartoon sponsorship I have okay. ever ever encountered in my life. Observe the oh, perfect crime, costly energy, escaping on all sides. What's this? Pink Poland's calling insulation. Yes, it's saving money in the attic, saving money in the walls. In- it's how hard is it to do an Inspector Clouseau voice? <laughs> the temple well, slant they- on your hitting bills. There were some lawsuits involved uh, with this characterization ah, because okay. Pink Panther was introduced in 1963. And I love this as just the intro and outro animation done by Frizz Freeling, an oh, Oscar-winning Bugs Bunny director. Which they did um, that for so many movies. Pink back Panther then, movies, yeah. like that's what I'm talking. Opening. We just watched like fucking City Slickers or One Crazy <laughs> Summer or Honey I Shrunk the Kids. It's like if those dumbass characters somehow spun off to live forever, because <laughs> that's what the Pink Panther is. He is to that franchise like that Woodchuck is to Caddyshack, where it's like this guy's too popular. Put him in more of it. Yes, put him in. But they they never did. Really? No, I'm he was he's, he's a toy. He's just but they they gave him his own theatrical cartoons, and I think. 
uh, Jerry Beck, one of my favorite uh, <laughs> like classic animation writers, called him. He is the last great animated character. There, like Pink Both, Panther is yeah. lame, yeah. but there is uh, a subtle dignity to him that a lot of other animated <laughs> characters lack. Yeah, and, I just remember his tail exploding one time. Right? It was like a leaky hose. Well, because there was two. There was a silent one, and there were cartoons where he spoke. Yeah, the, the later yeah. cartoons in the eighties. Oh yeah, they gave him fucking kids. Yeah, like, like we're retreading a lot of Laser Time ground here. One of my favorite <laughs> episodes is the uh, what is it? The the little tunes. Oh yeah, the little versions of cartoons. Uh, Flintstone kids, yeah. Yo Yogi. And Pink Panther and Sons, where he had kids. So as a kid, I didn't even know about that show, because that one didn't get rerun, at least on channels I, I was TNT, watching. baby. That I and never... the fucking Ant and the Aardvark. Yeah, well, no, come those on. Those got rerun, but I mean, Pink Panther and Sons, I never oh, yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, as yeah, a kid. Yeah, I, mean, I only found out those existed from when I would buy old comic books, mm-hmm. and they'd have, if you got ones that were published in the fall, it'd be like, uh, the new cartoons are coming to yeah. NBC, and it would list all these things, like half of them never heard of, mm-hmm. including Pink Panther and Sons. But the product here is Pink Panther Insulation. House yeah. Insulation. Which is deadly to a, I, an insane degree. And even as a kid, like, you know, I remember Western driving house, by construction we, houses and like, Dad, I want that. He's like, no, you fucking don't. You don't yeah, even know what that no, is. No, you do not. That's shit, how effective this kind of stuff That shit was in my attic. Yeah. yeah. I go up there, Pink Panther, uh, a cartoon I like. Uh, but there's pink insulation, which looks like cotton candy all around the walls in the attic, which is like the coolest part of the house because all the, all the old stuff we hid is up there, yeah. and I can look, look like look at all these old you can books hide. I would and hide in attics, books like. and pictures and all this, and like this is the best. I'm gonna eat like I would want to eat, eat some it. of this, but like I I remember being told from an early what? age like don't eat that, Why would don't you put, touch it. Like, let's not say popular, but relevant cartoon character sure, on yeah. something kids can not only not touch but shouldn't breathe next to. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's insane. <laughs> I have it's like it's, if it's like if there was a Spongebob bleach or a Roger <laughs> Rabbit paint thinner, yes, yeah. it's appropriate, uh, but you shouldn't do it, and most people would, you would probably Morocco go to court. mole for insecticide. However, Judge Doom would have the paint thinner. It's, it's produced by Owens Corning, uh, Pink Panther Insulation, it has been a Fortune 500 company since 1985. Wow. Uh, it still is being made with the Pink Panther on it. Um, I have... It, the only other interesting thing you could find, the company trademarked the color pink for their insulation. The first what? company to trademark oh. a color. Wow, and, but and, I guess, yeah, other people, if they made pink in- insulation, mm-hmm. they'd be ripping them yeah. off. And so I wonder if people are like, what, no, like, this is dark red. Because uh, how many of us know anything about insulation? If you were to ask what kind you want, I don't know, fucking Pink Panther? I've I seen mean, that for 80 years. We've proven ourselves to be big man yeah. children. So we have never built anything and thus <laughs> needed to buy insulation. Yeah, yeah, the fucking Pink Panther. I just, I cannot believe that was allowed to exist and continues to exist. Yeah, because right, I, man, speak for, I built two buildings. <laughs> like, like looking at him, like he has not been in any kind of. Car- I think had yeah. one cartoon reboot in 2010. But I'm like, sure he appeared in the Steve Martin films, which are garbage. But like, I've not seen those. Uh, well, that's we just that's talked that's about him on 3010 because wow. uh, the second one just turned 10 years old recently. <laughs> <laughs> ugh, ugh, well, how about we go to a break real fast? Yeah. Uh, and what what are we going to talk about when we get? back are the big ones. Yes, I'm talking Simpsons and Flintstones uh, and a couple of other odds and ends here and there. So stay right there. (laughs) 
Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to Laser Time. Uh, I wanted to get, let you know a couple things we were doing really, really fast. Uh, right now, this today, the, the day this posts, we are doing our Monday Night Movie. And in case you didn't know what our Monday Night Movie was, that's where we watch a movie live with you at 6 p.m. Pacific most days. This will be a little different this month being June. Here's the schedule breakdown. Today, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, not, not, not the one from a few years ago, the 1989 Jim Henson one. That one. We're going to be watching that together. Oh my god, that's going to be fun. Normally we give our Patreon community the uh, choice to vote in a movie, but the week after that goes up against Sony's press conference, and we always stream that. That will be the Monday Night Movie. If you want to watch Sony's press conference and make snarky comments, come do it with your pals at Laser Time. But the Monday after that, oh my god, it's the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of my favorite movies ever. We're going to discuss it on an upcoming episode of 302010. I'm really excited. And also really excited to revisit the final movie of June for Monday Night Movie, uh, Independence Day. Yes, there is a sequel coming out. In case you didn't know, I, I know my girlfriend didn't. She was very shocked to see that trailer. Uh, but yes, we're going to watch the original 1996 Independence Day, the last Monday of June. I also, if you like this episode at all, I wanted to encourage you to go to lasertimepodcast.com because I'll have an accompanying article where you can see a lot of the video that we captured a lot of these sound clips from, as well as some of the products themselves, especially that really kick-ass peanut butter we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, I'll have an article up called When Cartoons Sellouts. Um, the, bizarrely, the bizarre longevity of several of these celebrity cartoon endorsements. Check that out. Share it with a friend, maybe on your Facebooks, or like us on Facebook, facebook.com. Uh, slash laser time something you can search it out uh, also on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash laser time network obviously we'll have another episode of the Marvel cards video that we've been going through uh, and we'll also have another episode of our Kingdom Hearts playthrough uh, but we should be streaming Mirror's Edge the brand new Mirror's Edge and I totally right now forget what the fucking subtitle is is it Catalyst? who knows find out Tuesday at 3pm or show up Wednesday for our poop show uh, that's our shit show we play a crappy game and in honor of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hitting theaters we're going to try and get as far as we can in the original uh, Ultra, that's air quotes, Konami, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games for NES. One of the most baffling, beautiful games uh, I believe we've ever played. And, uh, of course, if you didn't know, we have a wrestling show, Cheap Podcast, and we've been doing a live component every Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash network, as well as Twitch. So check us out there. we got new episodes of VGA. And for patrons, I wanted to point out, we will not only have a surprise for you very soon, we have our cartoon commentary up right now, and that is Harley Quinn's introduction on Batman the Animated Series, in case you didn't know. She was actually introduced via that uh, 1992 cartoon, not in comics. She eventually made it over to comics, and then the brand new Suicide Squad. But if you'd like to see her very, very first appearance, why not watch the... The episode is great, by the way. Uh... Watch it with uh, me, Hank, and Brett. Um, speaking of Patreon, if you can't join us for the Monday Night Movies and you want an archive of that, every single commentary we do for the Monday Night Movie and have done for an entire year almost is up there at patreon.com slash lasertime. Uh, and if you want to buy them all a cart, that would really support us. Uh, you can go to lasertime.bandcamp.com. I think I've plugged enough. I am getting sweaty from all this talking by myself. I'm frantic. I need to go uh, to the Midwest. If anybody lives in the Chicago area or Milwaukee, hit me up on Twitter, Cantista. Maybe we'll go get a drink. See you guys later. Last week on Cheap Popcast, the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling... I feel like we're over that hump now. I don't with, think so. With man. AJ, I don't think he's got to get at least feels. one win over John Cena, and I just hope it's not like a Wyatt style. Like I mean, everybody had to help. I yeah. mean, that's what he has the fucking club for. They yeah. are going to do that. All right, as long as they don't have a little kid that sings in the club. Oh my god.
That was uh. that played on John Cena's fear of having children because he doesn't yeah. want. Them. <laughs> I wonder if it's really just because he's buried so many Make a Wish kids. Yeah. He's just like I can't have a child. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Uh. Listen to Cheap Podcast on the Laser Time Network and on iTunes and on the internet every Friday morning. Welcome back, everybody. I want to play this stupid one real fast because I was heartbroken I couldn't find something for the Ninja Turtles who have existed. They were one of the few animated properties created within my lifetime that has really stood the test of time. Yeah. Uh, and that I still, uh, every time I see them in any form, I get happy. Yeah, that's my name. But this is the most famous brand, but it existed like two years. When heroes in a half show are making a surprise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie spread from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true, because they're filled with mutagen goo. That's vanilla pudding, dude. <laughs> so, that's vanilla pudding, dude. Yeah, we don't have the rights to the actual song. Awful, awful, wow. like Hostess Pies with cream in the middle. And it's just yeah, pudding, but yeah, it's I think green. I, got, I think I had one once. I, it was I, like, I actually, they were too much for me as a kid. I, yeah. I was a little fat kid, and I loved them, but they were, I mean, they're awful. They're awful for you. Yeah. The worst. Worse than, at least fruit filling, like, yeah. nominally has a tiny bit of nutritious yeah. value, but instead replacing it with... Pudding, green pudding. Yeah. But it always, every time I open one of those, like, is this from the fucking 50s? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's ironic is that would be a great food to eat while high, but the Ninja oh, Turtles yeah. told me not to, because drug dealers are dorks. Don't yeah, talk to dude. them. Check out our YouTube channel. But yeah, uh, they jump from pizza company to pizza company, oh, yeah, too. Yeah, they yeah. have no loyalty. They had a Ralston cereal yeah. I liked. Uh, I got one time for my birthday, because that's how I lived. Yeah, no, I didn't like that cereal. And the, I did, we didn't bring it up in depth, because it's, God, well-treaded ground on the internet, thanks to people like Sean Baby, but that Hostess also had long-running oh, yeah. deals with Marvel and DC. I mean, I love those comics. Mm-hmm. They're the best in the yeah, 70s. hilarious. In the 70s, Hostess Fruit Pies and Twinkies and the Cupcakes, all the Hostess stuff, mm-hmm. they went with Marvel and DC. They kind of alternated between the two of them, and they were these great just one-page comic stories about Spider-Man or The Flash or Captain America in some sort of trouble, mm-hmm. and then they save the day with Hostess Fruit Pies, because <laughs> uh, that will satisfy anyone, and uh, they actually had a great callback to it in a Spider-Man comic, Spider-Man and Human Torch, I'm a Stupid, where Spider-Man saves the day with mm. fruit pies in a comic that's set in the 70s yep. era books. It was so great. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you it's can very it cornball. Just, it, Sean Baby is it's the great. authority on it. I totally. don't want to bite his style. And it just doesn't work in audio, like unlike some of uh, this other stuff. This, this, I don't know, this I thought was crazy. Popeye has a brand of spinach. Yeah. That I can find no information on, and it bums me out to no end because Popeye is an amazing animated character. And, and those original uh, 1940s Fleischer's cartoons, so good. Yeah. Spinach, by the way, one of those things that I thought was disgusting as a kid, yeah. and I love now. Yeah, and as an adult, I'm like, I feel like I lied weird. to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, part of the Popeye eating a spinach thing, I think at least in our generation, was sold as like, you don't want to eat spinach, yes. but Popeye eats it. Okay. So here's the, like I, I just Googled Popeye spinach history and found it. <laughs> God, I wish I had the URL because 
fuck, this only ties into something nobody even heard. The most I've made Bob Mackie laugh recently was doing an impression of Eddie Deason. And I, I find an article like The Secret History of Popeye and Spinach written by guest article writer Eddie Deason. <laughs> Eddie Deason, the guy who plays the nerd in every 80s movie. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, and, man. I don't think so, Eddie. Oh, boy. He's also, for millennials, he was man dark on Dexter's Laboratory. Yes, and but that he, wrote, he bothered to write an article about it and what he posited is that uh, there was no affiliation with Popeye and Spinach in the comics, mm. in the Seagull comics. Popeye uh, yeah. was indestructible, but He's not just really an strong. Indestructible weirdo yeah. who, who sailed the seven seas and beat up people. So in like the 1930s, the government wanted to help to help to promote iron rich foods. So ah. it was, it, I think it was a suggested idea, not a paid placement I that Popeye Back kind then, of sign off on spinach, man. <laughs> Uh, but canned spinach just seems so, so disgusting. It, yeah, that's gross. No, you're, you're canned kinda, spinach, I'm not a fan of. We should probably just film a YouTube video of Henry eating like vegetables and stuff. And, like, uh, but <laughs> you got you got to eat a bowl of spinach or a bowl of boogers of spinach easily. Mm-hmm. But look, there was also mayonnaise, bowl of I mayonnaise. remember in the early '90s he was repping oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I think it was Quaker o- instant he was in oatmeal. Quaker oats. But he, so he did that, and my mom was actually kind of insulted by that because. A bit. They came with little comic books, mm-hmm. so I loved it. Mm-hmm. But when she saw a pl- plot point in the comic books was him saying like, eh, "No spinach for me today. It's oatmeal. That'll give me power." She was like, mm-hmm. "How dare they change that about Popeye <laughs> that he would replace spinach with oatmeal?" And one of the most baffling things in my life, uh, we, we had two fried chicken fast food joints in the yes. south. Well, outside oh, of yeah. churches. Uh, which was mm, KFC and the vastly superior Popeyes. I'm a Ooh. KFC guy. Dude, uh, no. Popeyes is so Pop- much better. Dude, yeah. the biscuits, the red beans, and rice. Everything delicious. about Popeyes is better. Yep. It's every delicious. every ingredient top to bottom. We used to call into Popeyes corporate headquarters and like before the internet, like just be drunk. And like, yeah, I got the red beans and rice and there were no beans in it. What? That's crazy. Like, I know. I didn't want to raise a stink while I was there. And and they just send us vouchers. So we'd constantly so be eating Popeyes we just for in, free. We were in New Orleans earlier this year and I got to see like the, uh, there's a food and, there's like a food and wine mm. museum and there's a whole Popeyes like wing. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I, I went like, I've never, I've never given any part of any museum I've ever been as much attention as I gave the Popeyes section <laughs> and just like, uh-huh. But uh-huh. Popeyes. Uh-huh. I'm just glad you brought you that as up. a Cameron from Ferris Bueller in the Popeye's <laughs> Popeye, Popeye's chicken is a New Orleans flavored uh, Louisiana chicken uh, mm. fast food Spicy. restaurant that has nothing to do with Popeye the Sailor. Right. Like, the guy says he named it after uh, Jimmy Popeye Doyle, the character Gene Hackman played in French <laughs> Connection. Wow. Uh, and he said he was too poor to afford the apostrophe in the sign, so it's just Popeye's, multiple Popeye's, not Popeye's <laughs> ownership fried wow, chicken. I never noticed So it that. never had anything to do with Popeye's until it did. Yeah. Introducing Popeye's all-new comic strip glasses featuring Popeye, olive oil, sweet tea, and bad old Brutus. I used to oh, Brutus. Boo, one. boo. Uh, they I, didn't I, play for the real one. They got fucking Brutus. That was a. Uh, we don't even. We shouldn't get into that <laughs> at Give this moment. Give UPA the right money to have Bluto, man. It's Bluto. I did grow up with a confuting Brutus. Just look that up on the internet. I don't want to discuss it here. <laughs> what the fuck is the difference between Brutus and Bluto? Bluto is this a character. Bluto is a character that didn't have a name in the comics when they created it for, for the cartoons. They just called him Bluto. And King features the people who own the comic, like, well, we own Bluto. And, like, He's in one comic. Uh-huh. We utilized him. We gave him a name and a personality. In like uh-huh. in the flights. All right, stuff. fine, but 
we own Bluto. And like, fine, he's fucking Brutus now. Okay. So Bluto became Brutus for like 20 years, and I think there's no distinction anymore. But yeah. growing up, like in commercials sure. and new shows, he'd be nah, called Brutus. There was Brutus. a clear difference. I, Brutus was like fatter and dumpier, while Bluto was just a big burly man who is naturally stronger than Popeye pre-spinach. He's Eddie Brock to Peter yeah. Parker uh, yeah. Popeye. I do appreciate that they, they left Wimpy out because he's mm. into hamburgers. He's not going to want a chicken exactly. sandwich or a fish sandwich. I mean, he'll, he'll, eat, he'll eat anything. In this yeah. But, but, this, he's, he's, wait, he'll eat but that's kind of mind-blowing because like in this day and age, I create a sandwich place called Mario's and Nintendo, <laughs> one, doesn't sue me and then later partners with me like, ah, it seems appropriate. It's very uh, it, it, only like in the last 10 years did they end their affiliation with Popeye's. They, yeah. And like for, with I think, bitter acrimony or something like um. that because they didn't use Popeye to promote the chicken here mostly foreign places who still were watching Popeye shorts who give which, a shit about Popeye well it's I think our society when I was a little kid kind of did, did they took more of an issue with the violence of cartoons and there is no cartoon more violent than Popeye and it's fucking it's great awesome I love it he beats he punches, he punches a so baby in like his eighth <laughs> cartoon it is he awesome he punches people so hard they turn into objects yes yes they just <laughs> die in front of you comedically it's amazing uh, uh, now it's the smoking that's the problem is corn cob pipe he never smokes though well, like, but never, even having it in his mouth people don't like that it's and, just a vessel for, for more spinach yes to make toot noises I, I agree and I love when he uses it as a periscope and <laughs> and when he has the barbell, like dudes need to get dudes need to get barbell tattoos these days. Just like uh, I want Woody Woodpecker and Popeye to fucking fight. <laughs> I'm sorry, anchor because Woody Woodpecker was violent as shit too. Yeah, this is this is more inappropriate with Popeye. You're a sap, Mr. Jap, to make a Yankee cranky. You're a <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that was well, advertising the war. That yeah, was during World War Two. Did Doctor Seuss draw that? No, 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 not, not, not this one. That but it's not from 1986, people. And it's again, this is to me feels like the most self indulgent episode we've I've ever put together. But I am fascinated by all this stuff. And one of the, the Laser Time Facebook, the Laser Time Facebook group put up a topic like put up. Uh, something a regional television show you grew up watching, which is kind of a dead art form. The oh, idea yeah. of a local show that you watch. So New or- New Orleans was the the headquarters for Popeye's Fried Chicken, and uh, you've heard me say a thousand billion times, maybe on Talking Simpsons, Krusty Cru- the Clown types, Bozo the Clown. These are characters who existed in the 1950s and 60s to wrap around old theatrical cartoons because you bought them with four cartoons you bought them out to like 22 minutes and you need someone to introduce them that's all they were there for yeah, to yeah. create local regional programming and show old Bugs Bunny Popeye cartoons just imagine like some old bald television director with yeah. his cigar like get a fucking clown in here hit him with a pie in the face and glue the Tom and Jerry <laughs> tell him about Bullwinkle's up next yeah, <laughs> just, I love watching the Simpsons for that reason because they act like Itchy and Scratchy would still be in production which that's not how those uh, shows yeah, functioned uh, but those those have com- been completely they're completely gone now but if you grew up in New Orleans in the 80s this I could not stop searching it because it's there's not a lot of information on it it was called Popeye and Pals Popeye and Pals was a, sh- was a showcase for Popeyes uh, but it, it was also in New Orleans and sponsored by Popeye's Fried Chicken. So you have a Popeye show. Let me play a clip of it. It's so it's gonna be so boring <laughs> to the younger people. Popeye and Pals, brought to you in part by Popeye's Famous Fried Chicken. <laughs> Good morning, and welcome to Popeye and Pals. I've got some pals on this side. 
I've got pals on this side, and right now they're all having fried chicken, and they're going to have soft drinks after a while. It, seem, it seems illegal nice. because, like, yeah. it just opens... Look an irresponsible with... babysitter right there. <laughs> with this, with this... It's 9 a.m., and you got your fried chicken and soda. <laughs> this brutally normal-looking lady in yeah. a com- completely normal attire introducing... Like, there's children to the left and right. They're all Girl Scouts, and they're all hogging down on Popeye's Fried Chicken <laughs> as they just throw to Popeye's cartoons and someone uploaded all of them to YouTube wow. without the Popeye cartoons in the middle and I just couldn't stop watching the horribly boring cornball nature of this local programming oh. but uh, yes yeah, so a lot of New Orleans people are soups nostalgic for that Man. let me just get the, this out of the way because we talked about Talking Simpsons I, yeah uh, Talking Simpsons let me introduce this with this Ooh. my little buddy sleeping like a baby you won't mind if I take a bite of his crispity, crunchity peanut. I told you, Homer. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. So this is Butterfinger bar left out at night is going to be all melty and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, hooked, up to your hooked up to electrodes. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Ah, okay. So we brought this up on an episode from last year, The Surprising Origins of Your Favorite Things, and, and only through doing a ton of Simpsons research for the show Talking Simpsons. TalkingSimpsons.com, people. Check it out on iTunes. <laughs> Chronological breakdown of The Simpsons, show by show, with host Bob Mackey. I do love that show. But that uh, the, the Butterfinger sponsorships, one, Bart is still... The Butterfinger spokesman wow. in twenty. It's come, it's come in and out the, yeah. like it has lapsed, but he's currently it again. He yeah. has said the phrases. I wrote them down. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Bite my Butterfinger. Nothing beats a Butterfinger. And no, finally now nobody's gonna lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Wow. Uh, these ads have existed More since nineteen eighty eight. They predate the Simpsons show. Yes. Period. Wow. Yeah. Someone watching the Tracy Ullman show. Saw potential in The Simpsons. Well, Bart's head looks like the top of a of a, a Butterfinger. <laughs> mm, yeah, and and yeah, Millhouse was the surprising origin. Millhouse first appeared yes. in a Butterfinger commercial, then in the That's show. Right here. Hey, Bart, want to trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups: sandwich group, cow group, jungle group, Butterfinger group. Hey, there's no Butterfinger group. Oh, contraire, mon frère. The Butterfinger group provides the crunchy peanut butter and chocolatey taste essential for survival. I don't have the Butterfinger group. Looks like you could die of malnutrition, dude. Peanut buttery Butterfinger. It's neato. <laughs> and it's neato. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yes, Bart. That feels so much older than yeah, the year The Simpsons came really out. It really does. So they did, yeah, they did so many Butterfinger things on the show. They had the Butterfinger mm-hmm. BBs as well, yep. which there was the joke. This was, uh, this is such an inside joke in the, within The Simpsons. I'm telling people here now, but when Conan O'Brien wrote for the show, they had all the Butterfinger BBs they could eat, apparently. And so, like, <laughs> it would be a. A snack uh, they didn't even want, but it was just like, it's a free snack. We got it yeah. in the writer's room. And so then he, his joke in the writer's room would be, I'm not Butterfinger BB salesman. <laughs> I'm Butterfinger BB. I remember the same thing working at Capcom. Everybody had like a five pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah. And they were all, they'd all been there for years because they'll never die or expire. <laughs> and they all hated them. And like, I ate, I dined out for lunch on someone else's Sour Patch Kids. For the for like, video for like game months. starring Creed from The Office and what, uh, Old Dirty, not Old Dirty Bastard. Method uh, Man. Method Man. Yeah. But yeah, they eventually... Uh, at one time when it lapsed, mm-hmm. then they made fun of it on the show. There was a joke yes. that fire... They were throwing... The town turned on sugar in general, and they were throwing candy in a fire, burning fire like a book burning, and they throw Butterfinger in the fire, and the fire throws it out. And they, and I believe Chief Wiggum even just says, 
even Fire awesome. doesn't want Butterfinger. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons have advertised for everything under the sun. And I got, Quite a lot. I big sellouts. I got stuck in a loop of like, oh, I got to see all these, all these weird Pakistani car commercials. <laughs> yeah. and they have a lot. I mean, we talk about that a ton on the British Patreon Sodom. exclusive yeah. uh, season two wrap up where we talk about their first run of ads. Yeah. But they, they also do CC Lemon Japan or did for a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, and they've had an on again, off again relationship with Burger King too, yep. from and, the '90s into the and 2000s. Coke. And this yeah. is this is just the weirdest one I found. This is not long running by any stretch of the imagination. I just never seen it before. Uh, Homer is getting his brain operated on. For years, Intel technicians have been making PCs smarter. Now they face their greatest challenge ever. Hey, no one messes with my brain. Do you like it sprinkles? <laughs> Suckers. Now anyone can have all the brain power they want. Just look for a PC with an Intel processor inside. By eliminating covalence inhibitors, we create triple-dense carbohydrates and thus the so-called super donut. Many of you mock my interest in the pastry sciences. What do you have inside? That's an isosceles triangle, you idiot. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Cute. I, yeah, i just never seen that before, but no, the Simpsons I... have advertised for everything, but nothing longer than Butterfinger. I cannot believe it predates the show. I, yeah, I, and I've it's... known that for a while. I never, again, I... Eat a couple Butterfingers because they advertise it. I hate Butterfingers. It sucks. On to the one you want to talk about. All right. Can't stop these guys from talking about wrestling. I love it. Romeo, Romeo, where shalt thou, Romeo? Again, please. Again? Again. Are thou bored? Yeah. Stab into a Slim Jim. (laughs) Turn to the spice. Spice. That baby juicy taste! Need a little excitement? Step into a Slim Jim! I I recently had the the misfortune of having to write up just a a little brief memoriam of Randy Savage on the the five-year anniversary of his death on LaserTimePodcast.com. And just, I, I wanted to emphasize, one, that he's... Brandy Poffo is not Macho Man, but Macho Man is an inimitable fucking character. He's a great caricature. He he's mu- a living cartoon. He's a that living he worked cartoon. Very hard to become. And, and as a testament to his job as a Slim Jim pitchman, like even when I wasn't watching wrestling, I still saw Slim Jim commercials yeah. with him in yeah. it. So while I didn't know anybody modern wrestlers. I always remembered Macho Man. He was always around. Yeah, so Slim Jim, the disgusting jerky or fried <laughs> sausage, it's been around since 1928. Mm. And uh, at the time, in the early 90s, it was owned by, I guess, Con Agra Foods, mm. which would later be bought by you know, General Mills. Uh, uh, but yeah, so in the early 90s, they were looking for a new way to sell their product. And they went to, you know, they want young people, they want kids who... Edginess. Kids and edginess, though not too edgy. And so, in 1992, they go to... Or 91, I believe it was. They go to WWF, now WWE, and they want a pro wrestler to do it. WWE always has partnered sponsorships. Sure. Uh, I mean, just just today I read John Cena is going to do ads for hefty, duffel, uh, hefty garbage <laughs> bags. But so, originally they were going to get Ultimate Warrior, and Ultimate Warrior did do an ad. But uh, Ultimate Warrior is a very aloof gentleman who had quit the company and so uh, around after the first episode aired. So they then got Randy Savage to do it. And oh, it was yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Like, that just gets my you. house. And, like, just gets you immediately. Snap into a Slim Jim. Slap into a Slim Jim. And Tear into the spice, though. I love yeah. the aggressiveness. There's spice. <laughs> and uh, so I did from the – I got a clip from the uh, WWE biography of – 
Randy Savage, mm-hmm. where they actually talked to Slim Jim people about it. And this is a Slim Jim executive talking about when they first worked with Randy Savage on on uh, the library commercial, if you remember that. The first commercial shoot we did, there was a mishap. And the books came down, and then the door fell down, and he ran out on the door, and he slipped and fell. And we were very concerned that he's going to walk off the set at this point. He gets up, and, and in his voice, no, let's do that again. He wanted to be perfect for you. He's a much better yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's perfect. <laughs> he's, he's so I love much. He, he also seriously injured himself on the Spider-Man movie, right? <laughs> yes. yes. So, he he gets dropped on his head. His neck is hurt, but he's like, I can still do this, bro. Consummate showman. That still has to be like a, a delight for like yeah. a, a commercial or a feature film director. Like, I think he's hurt. He's a wrestler. <laughs> so this is the this is the best thing that's ever happened to him. This injury. So in the special, they talk about how uh, you know in within two years of him doing those ads, which were usually just like classic ad structure of it's a stuffy old place and then it explodes with flavor and wrestling. Are adults, are adults bringing you down? Yeah. An explosion. So he does that for a couple of years and they say within two years they double their sales wow. and he just made he made them famous with Snap It to Slim Jim and this I is a, this is like you're right this is such a gross like 1800s food. Mm-hmm. This is a cured meat that you keep <laughs> keep preserved. That's you sell mostly to truckers, and somehow brought it beef jerky back into the modern consciousness. Uh, but so. Fall of 1994, Randy Savage is being de-emphasized at WWF. Mm-hmm. He wants to wrestle, but they Vince McMahon's like, "We're having a youth movement now. You can't do this anymore." At the same Great time, on Mike. But at the same time, Randy Savage has become the spokesman for the company. They love Randy more than they love Vince. Fall of 1994, Hulk Hogan's already getting big at WCW. And so Randy leaves for that too after telling Vince he wasn't going to leave. Leaves and takes Slim Jim with him, costing Vince McMahon millions of dollars when he's going through a costly uh, lawsuit about steroid usage. Mm. And so, you know, the theory always was like, oh, why does Vince McMahon hate Randy Savage? It's like some people think of the more salacious rumor, which is that Randy slept with an underage Stephanie McMahon. But I find it more believable that Vince McMahon, that losing a giant sponsor for ultimate businessman Vince McMahon, who hates losing business to anybody, he would never let that. And no other operation works like WWF or WWE and sport. Obviously, athletes can leave their team and still do endorsements, but not necessarily with WWE. And like that, even when he wasn't in the commercials, he was the voice. He was for like I think into like the early 2000s. Well, so then what uh, what went on there, so 1994 he leaves, they do attempt, I think they must have had like a little contract left with him, so they try to replace him with Diesel, the garbage champion who we know (laughs) as Kevin Nash. Uh, But Kevin Nash kind of fails that, so by 95, Mm. Slim Jim has taken their business to WCW in May of 1995. They do the Slim Jim Challenge hosted hosted by Randy Savage which was to advertise the Slim Jim NASCAR uh, vehicle. And Paul Orndorff won that, by the way, just uh, for the record books. And, And Macho was coming out with Slim Jims in his pocket like he was more Slim Jimmy than ever in the ring. The ads were everywhere. They sponsored Slim Jim sponsored pay-per-views like the 1996 and 1997 mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. They just have a giant arms holding up the Slim Jim sign like Slim Jim presents mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc. And even when um, Randy Savage in his last run really as a wrestler mm-hmm. was in, he comes back in I believe early 1999 and he has ballooned up like he has taken ridiculous amounts of steroids and clearly has like a glued on wig it's 
kind of sad you look back on it, but that's when they renew their sponsorship with him. He he took about a year off, and that's when they introduced that like living Slim Jim with a giant hair <laughs> guy. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. But Awful. was uh, in Tony Hawk, I think. Yeah, <laughs> unlockable character. But so then when Randy came back, they resumed the Slim Jim ads into 2001, and I believe the last Slim Jim ad he did was on the final episode of Nitro in April <laughs> of wow. 2001. So Randy is technically on it. He doesn't wrestle on the show, but they're like, it is the ad is him in a padded room, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the madness, and he's shaking back and forth like, spicy, mm-hmm. snap it, snap <laughs> slim down, and he butts out of it. It's like, snap it, snap it. I have to, well, let me transition you out of that, Hank. I'm going to do it nice and easy, though, with one that I, I sort of forgot about. There's fucking no information on it. This product may have existed from, at, at most, 1977 to 1984. Lupo has Superman trapped. He's using kryptonite to destroy his powers. Now you'll tell me why Superman peanut butter tastes so great. Never. So fresh roasted, so creamy, so yummy. Then its secret will be mine, all mine. Superman, I'll find out. Superman peanut butter. Its strength is its great taste. It's this it's fucking peanut so butter magical. Luther. Yeah, but he had his own peanut butter for yeah. a, almost a decade. I can't find a lot of information. The lid is just yellow with the Superman logo on it. It looks it. awesome, but it's DC's yeah. uh, first licensing deal for food ever. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I, I'd have bought that peanut butter if I ever saw it as a kid with my mom shopping. But uh, that's why I went with usually... Uh, Peter Pan, just because um, it's like, yeah, Peter Pan, he's a cartoon, and I want. Doesn't count because I no, think maybe for Peter Return to Neverland, they got the real Peter Pan. Yeah, to it's promote not it. Disney's Peter Pan; it's, it's public, public domain. J.M. Barry's Peter Pan. All right, fine. Now we have to close out with the biggie that I've been dreading ah, the hey. entire time. <laughs> you watch me get Fred's fruity pebbles. Who are you? Oh. I'm the master rapper, and I'm here to sing. I love fruity pebbles in a major way. He loves fruity pebbles in a major way. The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, purple lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, I gotta trick Fred. Fruity, fruity. Oh God! That's right. The second episode of Laser Time was all about '80s rap commercials. Yes. He likes this, to rap. This being one of them. Uh, this major way is the oldest cereal based on a TV or movie. Period. I think the oldest food product. Period. Wow. And just just to do a, doing a little research like this. What was the last Flintstone show? How would kids know what the fuck this? They, who these Either people are? Vegas? No, well, no. I mean, uh, televised thing. There was the Flintstones WWE directed oh, video yeah. thing a couple yeah, that, years ago. Yeah, but that didn't hit television. No, that, that I was don't like know. geared exclusively to WWE fans. And like the yeah. last real show is the fucking Flintstone Kids. Yeah, that, from 1986. That's wow. the last time they've had a show, except for Cave Kids, a preschoolers teach me how to count. Uh, show for preschoolers called wow. Cave Kids with Pebbles and Bam Bam. When was Jetsons Meet the Flintstones movie? Yeah, like eighty seven. Yeah. I mean, there's been a ton of TV. movies. There TV, there's been there's yeah. been me, there's been movies. Chris, there's like multiple Christmas specials. The Pebbles but, and Bam Bam wedding. The Pebbles and Bam Bam give birth to a kid. And you, you've the, seen, you've seen and heard me rail against the Flintstones because like it's just always been thrust on me my whole life, mm. and it's not my nostalgia. It's my parents. It's my parents' nostalgia that's thrust upon me and put mm. on all these fucking products. Uh, but I did. I was. I did 
did get a little fascinated with the Fruity Pebbles commercials. Uh, yeah, it was a pre-existing cereal called Sugar Rice Crinkles, um, Crinkles. from 1969. It's my favorite boxer. They yeah. rebranded uh, in, I think, 1969? Uh, yeah. So well after the Flintstones is off the air. Yeah, um, the... Yeah, boy. But in a smaller world late. with less entertainment, like, there was a there was an animated show that ran long enough to go into syndication. The Flintstones, I think only now, doesn't appear on, like, a- every channel all the time. So the Pebbles fit in that they look like rocks? Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a weird way to think of, like, I'm eating fruit <laughs> of chocolatey rocks. Um, I, I just want to... I have so many clips <laughs> for all this, because the Flintstones are just awful fucking shills. Yes. I, I, I love and hate seeing them at the same time. I love their designs. I think all of their entertainment is lame and boring and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, earliest commercials look great. They're they're Fred and Barney animated with voice by Alan Reed and Mel Blanc mm. sitting with real life children but getting along. What's that? Fruity Pebbles. They're part of a good breakfast. Oh, no, Fred. That's Cocoa Pebbles. No, Barney. That's Cocoa Pebbles. This is Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, let's see. Mm. You're right. This was Fruity Pebbles. Barney. <laughs> So that's that. He ate his cereal. I, ate, I bet. It but made, it seems bizarre if you grew up in our <laughs> era, which like everything was a sketch about Barney trying to steal yeah. pebbles all the time. And I, I was just reading until 1989 when for uh, it was a magical moment in the Christmas special where Fred gave Barney his pebbles yeah. as for Christmas. Because oh, uh, yeah. it was a special um, oh, Christmas Fred. flavors, too. <laughs> It was the red, yellow. Uh, no, it was a red, green, and white cr- uh, fruity Christmas. Yeah, and that, I showed you guys this. It doesn't play real well in audio, but I, again, I've been watching this year. I've been watching Saturday morning cartoons and Cartoon Network just to I don't know, just to get back in that vibe, make a breakfast mm-hmm. for myself. Feels nice, but there is still Fruity Pebbles commercials that have one second of the Flintstones in it, but the rest is just kids running around, blowing bubbles, doing parkour. Yeah, John Cena's more of like a. Hang on, hang on, Dave. Just, that's a modern commercial with no reference to the actual Flintstones other than the song yeah. with no Flintstones in it. Why would an eight-year-old know what Yabba Dabba Doo even is? Why do they like, still have the Flintstones on there? Even though, even now they've played down Barney and Fred and like Pebbles and Bam Bam largely feature mm-hmm. until uh, a couple of years ago that Dave couldn't wait to get oh, to. Sorry. You guys just got your wrestling portion. Yeah. I do love this. You can't see me. <laughs> you can't see me. What are you playing, peekaboo? You can't see me. See you? You can, can you see me? Oh, believe me, we all can see you. We all can see you. A blindfolded sleeping, stuck in the basement, Stevie Wonder can see your monk. They bleep that ass there. How the hell you think we can miss? You come out here with your bright ass purple. And before that, your bright green shirt. Before that, your bright orange shirt. You're running around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. Big reaction from the like, audience. Big uh, enough to d- what? Yeah, got him off Fruity Pebbles. I got mean, him on the got, box of Fruity Pebbles. It started Pebbles. a chant of Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. It, it That moment there with the rock making fun of John Cena was a cathartic one for fans who were mm-hmm. sick of the cartoony, mm-hmm. childish thing that he'd become. And he does wear Fruity Pebble colors of just like bright purple, bright yellow, like contrasting <laughs> colors all the time. But to John Cena's... Uh, you know, credit he embraced that. Like they later did, I love, uh, his, a, I love a his clothing segment. Mm-hmm. I love the color a, of his clothing. He later did a backstage segment where he's eating fruity pebbles. And, and he was momentarily. I'm got. I'm gonna have to brush this <laughs> off. Too much wrestling talk, right, fine, but fine, fine, fine. and we have to finish it up. But that, yeah, he was the the 
cover model for Fruity Pebbles for a yeah. while, and he does occasionally still a mascot or spokesman yeah. for the company. Serial realized they had a great opportunity. They there. did, and they, they also since then, if you go now, it, it has athletes on it and no Flintstones. I'm baffled why yeah. they still have the Flintstones on it. Why it matters? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, there were people pointing out too when he goes on Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. It was him on Fruity Pebbles, and then Shaq on Cocoa yeah. Pebbles, and people Ooh. were like, hey, hey, "Wait a minute, I can't see yeah. Shaq." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironically, John Cena's new T-shirt was a. Uh, it's new. It was too close in design to pass Blue Ribbon, and Paps like was gonna. They sent out a warning to really? WWE, and they had to redesign the shirt. Right, but, but like, also the Flintstones are fucking shills, mm-hmm. horrors for advertisements, and I gotta play all these because these are all great clips. Uh, briefly. They were re- they rebranded Nestle's push-ups, and that lasted yeah. a fucking decade and yeah. has a great rap commercial in and of itself. Jesus, this commercial. So thankfully, this wow. is no longer right branded with the Flintstones, but the product has never not existed. Uh, it's still going. It push pops. Uh, Th- this one is equally baffling. This world takes a little growing into, and 10 million kids are getting all the vitamins they need to help them grow with Flintstones. We are Flintstones kids, 10 million strong and growing. That was we used to do a parody of that. Flintstones kids were licking balls (laughs) and blowing. (laughs) Welcome, thank you. I didn't like the the Flintstones vitamins were such a betrayal after Mm -hmm. like. The Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles, and I like the Push Pops. Mm. All the sugariest, like, most bad-for-you treats, and Flintstones vitamins taste like crap. And they, good they for you. shatter your teeth. I find it a little baffling that, like, but there's still a generation of children yeah. who who ascribe vitamins mm. with fucking Fred Flintstone. Yeah. The healthiness with Fred Flintstone. That's <laughs> crazy. the most unhealthy character <laughs> yes. ever. So, like, how long have those vitamins been around? Like, oh, I, I actually didn't get a date. Yeah, it, was 80s, like, it was sometime the, the, the early 80s, I believe. Yeah, and I think they're still around, They are right? absolutely still yeah. around. The push-ups yeah. are not, but the vitamins and cereal are. I mean, there were tons of cartoony imitators in the vitamin game mm. thanks to Flintstones. <laughs> in the vitamin I, game. I definitely I had most, most Looney Tunes an- vitamins. Like, I, I was just trying to get a handle on it. Like, I think... One, most people have to pay to license these characters, and no character is usually that popular for very long. Like, if you think about modern movements in animation, like, Spongebob is one of those characters who stuck around over ten years, but most don't. Yeah, even, like, Powerpuff Girls, like, come in and out. It just got resurrected because it was dead for a little while. And so, like, but the Flintstones had astounding longevity. Why doesn't Spider-Man have vitamins and I think it's just like well it probably costs too much to license and it's like well what does he what does he get yeah, we're selling vitamins that have to be like three dollars or whatever we can't pay he's a too, million he, he's too relevant to be affordable exactly and, uh, but uh, the Flintstones have never not done this and this is a damning clip that I'm sure most of the internet has seen but I do love it so gee we ought to do something Fred okay how's about taking a nap hey, I got a better idea let's take a Winston break that's it Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. That's a lot Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter, Winston packs rich tobacco specially selected and specially processed for good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Bonnie, Winston tastes good like a... Cigarette Jesus Christ. I saw that really early on in a documentary. those bad tasting cigarettes. On a Nick at Night documentary because they're talking about how they're airing the show but like here's the stuff we 
can't and don't show you because every show of that era, that's why it's in black and white, is that they, the, the stars of the show, like Danny Thomas, Patty Duke, would all have to come out and talk about the product. And yeah. like those, those don't get reared in syndication, but that's. Mr. Ed's glue. That's. <laughs> well, it was like a photograph of the cigarette box. Yes. Like, it was like, it's really it's, weird. It's, yeah, it's so it, strange. And you don't see it that often because it looks really weird and it clearly, like, it's, it's one of those things that, like, probably hurts the brand, I would no, think. It, I think it's probably an embarrassment to Turner. No. Time Warner Media, I guess. Yes, Time Warner Media now owns it. Uh, uh, But this one is uh, newer. You may have heard the Flintstone. I'm sure you've seen the Flintstone cigarette commercial. But they are whores. And to their credit, this was supposed to be seen internally, but it's still equally bizarre. When you do for a beer, Bush does it. You can't say beer better than Bush. Boy, ain't that the truth. How can they miss with that target advertising? Right on target, Fred. When you do for a beer, Bush does it. Oh, there's a lot of Bush gonna be sold. Beginning right <laughs> now. Fill her up, Fred. There it is, five o'clock, quitting time all over town. Yeah, the after work rush will start now and close. Back I love the idea that Barney and Fred are drinking before. There, there's, yeah. like, like, there's like well, six empty <laughs> beer bottles. Yeah, wow. quitting time. Let's drink some more. Bush is the greatest. Yeah, their ad salespeople are the best. I think that was internal or at some marketing convention. But it's one better animation than the actual show, <laughs> and two, the actual voices of the character. That is Mel Blanc, is Barney, whoever. I don't know if Alan Reed was still alive to record that, but that ah. is the Flintstones hocking fucking beer. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Is there wow, anything they, they won't chill for? Yeah, mm, <laughs> they sold out everywhere, every way. This is Fred Flintstone telling you to watch the Cosby Show <laughs> any way you can. Register <laughs> to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> That's we have to conclude it here. We are out of time on Laser Time. Let us know if we missed any in the comments on LaserTimePodcast.com. Uh, we have a bunch more of this stuff on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, all the places you find your podcast and sharing us with a friend always helps a little bit we have a Patreon uh, that inspired some of this and you, we have a bonus show for you every week at the low cost of five bucks uh, that and the first season of Talking Simpsons uh, almost weekly commentaries on stuff we will have some Flintstone flavored stuff this month for you <laughs> that we hinted at on uh, Laser Time but yeah check us out like us on Facebook all that stuff we love you guys if uh, you liked all that goofing on Macho Man and John Cena's Fruity Pebbles shirts mm-hmm. uh, there's cheap podcast pro wrestling podcast we do a live segment every week in fact this week we're talking about John Cena's return. Uh, but, yeah, we also have wacky wrestling stuff like uh, uh, all the X-Men in a, be- in a battle royal and the mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles fighting each other. So uh, good stuff there. Now, if you, you'll excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom before I uh, piss my Undertaker brand underoos. <laughs> Wallop and Web Snappers, it's me, Spider-Man, saying you should listen to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast every week. I thwip for it. Uh, if you need a way more ADD version of this show, uh, 302010 is a weekly look back at what happened this exact week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, which means 86, 96, and 06. We started the first week of January. Fucking and Flintstones has already made it in! I know. God damn it! Um, the 30th anniversary, no, the 25th anniversary in 1986. Yeah, so the week, for example, like we just talked about, Top Gun just turned 30. We're going to be talking this month about Ferris Bueller is turning Ooh. 30, Dragonheart turned 20. Yeah, also, uh, patrons, we've done commentaries that you can get just by being a patron or a la carte at uh, lasertime.bandcamp.com for Ferris Bueller and Top Gun with all mm. of us. And that's, that's it. it. That is about it for us. Uh, I have no idea what's taking us out, but check out lasertimepodcast.com for more. See ya!